and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 167 of There's No Place Like Terra, a Stargate first watch, rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I am a bear. (laughs) (laughs) I am Grace. (laughs) Today we're going over season one, episode SG1, (laughs) season eight. Keep this in. Don't edit this out. Episode eight. You say to yourself. (laughs) Yes. Future Grace. This is past Grace. Do not edit any of this. Um, SG one, yes, season eight, yes, episode eight, uh huh, eight is great, uh huh, Covenant, yes, AKA Virgin Galactic, <laughs> the uh-huh. Richard Branson story, <laughs> how I grew up and became Richard Branson. If Richard Branson Slash disappears, yeah, now we know why. <laughs> we know why. No, I'm not. He's not an Elon Musk. I love Elon Musk, but yeah. he is a level no, of it's, insanity. It's, it's definitely Richard. Well, the thing is. The conspiracy part of things is Elon Musk. Yes. Like, the cool dude is the Richard Branson-y part. Yeah. I love, I love Elon Musk. He's insane. Yeah. But insane enough to bring out Uh a gray alien and be like, look what I found. The world should know. This is true. That's my thought. This is true. Spoilers. In case anyone hasn't watched this episode. I don't know why you would do A.K.A. Virgin, bear, virgin Tesla. <laughs> I promise we'll get to the Yama Bear song. <laughs> um, I think we can just get to the Yama Bear right, song fine. now. On our D&D recap this week. <laughs> <laughs> You're so excited. Grace is a bear. Um, Grace, well, Grace is not cur- anymore a bear. No, she was I a, had bear to stop being a bear for well over half the night, so, though. <laughs> we finally got into the Temple of Elemental Evil. Well, before we got into the actual temple, oh, sure. we, we cleared out before. a little tiny tower. A little fortress, if you will. A little fortress in which uh, our our cleric, ah, our yes. battle cleric, decided to save five, five people. Instead who were of killing to kill them, us. she turned them. So they're not fighting with us. Yes. And, and Topsy. We the, have cannon fodder. I literally call him cannon fodder initiative. Uh-huh. Uh, whereas. Topsy, who's just chaotic neutral, was holding a poison dagger to him, going, "You just tried to kill us. Please tell us why I shouldn't kill you." Can now. I kill? Can I? Can I please kill? And the <laughs> cleric's like, "Don't kill." It's like, but kill. As I had poison dripping off my venom dagger. Uh, please, please kill. <laughs> Fine, I kill this thing. <laughs> uh, we did. We cleared out of the thing. Um, and then Topsy got a cloak of Elvenkind, and she got a really cool fucking cloak. Literally, the cloak from so Lord of the excited, Rings. Yes. Um, and uh, there was some other stuff that we got. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I haven't turned it into the cool thing yet. We, after all this, rest for the night. The next day, there's the Temple of Elemental Evil, which, guys, I don't know if you're aware of this, is not easy to get into. Fuck no. So Grace slash Nefreyu decided. I'm just going to turn into a bear. After I firebolted the window. After, like, there was all these puzzle solving, I was like, I don't know why we're doing this. Bear. <laughs> First of all, Nefreya was high. Totally just stoned out of her so, mind. Because Nefreya is usually super cool. He's very calm. But then our cleric calmed everyone's emotion. And I was like, well, now he's stoned. He's just. Because he's never not. 
He's calm. the most stoned. So he's just stoned and he's like, check it out, guys. I'm just going to turn into a bear. And just climb And then the climb the, the window building. and then just smash it. And then tumble in like Winnie the fucking Pooh. <laughs> you were like lodged there and we climbed over yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, like like Winnie the Pooh stuck in the tree in hole. The honey pot. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so I was like, well, at this point I'm a bear. So I'm going to stay in bear form as long as possible uh-huh. in case it comes in handy again. We literally again. made a bear necessities joke. Yeah, and... Um, because I couldn't talk to my team, <laughs> and I get very anxious when we're in dungeons. Just I just kept dancing, going, "I'm a bear, I'm a bear, I'm a bear, I'm a bear, I'm a bear." I'm a bear. It was just like an hour. <laughs> I like it might have been a real life hour. Uh huh. No, it's what I'm saying. It was a real life hour of just grace. I'm a bear. I'm a bear. I'm, I'm a, a bear. bear. <laughs> I'm a bear over here, and now I'm a bear over here. Claws, claws. Bite. Um, uh, but we had a lot of fun. And then we found a fucking Hydra. Yep. Which I was like, can I friend? No? Kill? Okay. I guess we're killing now. And and I got real mad at it. Yeah. And uh, let's just say I blew off a head so badly it couldn't grow back into two. <laughs> yeah. It was super bad. And then Topsy's little flighty until you get her really pissed and then she turns... Yeah. And she turns real dark. You know yeah. how Galadriel turns when they offer the ring? That's kind of what Topsy does. Yeah. That's a little crazy. Don't do not do things. Um, and then, so our our tank, our <laughs> badass ranger dragonborn, takes out the Hydra. Uh-huh. So Hydra's mommy, the troll. Got real mad. Got super mad. He has a ring of protection. Yeah. And um, so she picked him up and ran. After Bash just skulling a couple times. Yeah. He's unconscious. He's been on. Un- he's he's got <laughs> unconscious, woke up, went unconscious, woke up, went unconscious well, I again. I calling him Beric Dondarrion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now, at the end of the night, uh, Troll picked him up and darted down the hallway, and that's where we ended. Wait, so does that make Nefreyu Thoros of Mir? Probably. Because, am I, do I have them right? Beric is the one that comes back, and Thoros is the one that brings him back? Or I'm always the other way around? I'm confused between the two. Anyway. The one you... with the man bun. Yes. Is the one bringing the other one. It's, yeah, the man bun so man brings Nefreyu him back. So, now becomes man bun. But because he's now brought Brass back three times uh-huh. from the dead. In this one battle. In this one battle. <laughs> and I'm no, like, twice. Yeah. He needs it to bring twice. him back the third yeah, time. Yeah, I need to bring him back one more time. Um, so we're plotting. If anyone has any ideas uh, we will take as them. to what we should do. How to stop a t- running troll. <laughs> a rampaging troll. A rampaging troll who, is running away from us. Who has an unconscious dragonborn in his arms. Yes. <laughs> We'll take all ideas. Right now, I'm about to enlarge Brass so he weighs eight times the weight and, and then and we're the gonna to drop him. If anyone's seen Over the Hedge, this is going to be a deep cut, guys. If you've seen Over the Hedge, we're going to hammy time our monk. Yeah. Now, if I don't know if you've seen Over I the Hedge. I haven't, but I just so, know what the monk can do right now. So in Over the Hedge, there's a squirrel named Hammy. Mm-hmm. And they need him to do a thing. And so they feed him an energy drink. And so the entire world stops. So okay. we see the world in Hammy yeah. time. Gotcha. Which means that the entire world has now stopped. That's how fast he's moving. Uh-huh. So we want to Hammy time our monk, the, Eudokia. The, the monk has got into the speed force. Uh-huh. <laughs> so basically... So we're thinking we hammy time the monk. Who's currently already hammy time. She, She's yeah. currently already in the speed force. That's true. the potion she took. Yeah. And then um, 
But she's got to be careful like she doesn't get toxic. You're going to heal her as she runs. Yes, without potions so that no toxics. So yeah. hopefully I have her range <laughs> in my heels. <laughs> Come back here. I'm trying to fix you. <laughs> uh, we're going to we're going to get brass back. Hashtag keep breasts alive. No, it was a, it was justice for balls or balls justice. His name is Brass Iron Balls. Uh, he's here to avenge his brother. Yeah. Brag Iron Balls. Who got killed already in the TPK. Justice for Brass. Save Brass. Balls for Justice. Yeah, it's Balls for Justice. <laughs> Hashtag Balls for Justice. Um, and that's our D&D corner. That's our D&D update. Thank you for indulging us. <laughs> <laughs> because it's not at all Stargate related, it's except not. for the fact that Nefreya was named Nefreya. <laughs> well, yeah, because Rhoda died. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's Sam. We're just not playing Sam currently. Yeah. Alrighty. But uh, we are here. Nefreya would be proud of Nefreya. To discuss. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, Covenant, a.k.a. Virgin Galactic. Aired August 27th, 2004. It was written by Ron Wilkerson and Robert C. Cooper, directed by Mr. Martin Wood. Martin Wood? If there's a Wood cameo, I missed it. I'm I sorry. I see it. I'm, I'm really, I've decided that I'm just bad at it. I don't know what Martin Wood sometimes looks like anymore. Sometimes good and sometimes, well, just look for the wrench. I feel like if he showed up at my house, I'd be like, what? <laughs> He'd be like, hello, I'm Martin Wood. And I was like, are you? Because I never see you in anything. <laughs> Apparently he's invisible. He's he's just permanently have cast invisibility. Cloak of, yeah, it's a cloak of invisibility, but it only works towards graces. <laughs> it's a selective. Yeah. Uh, Charles Shaughnessy. Ch- Charles Char- and Char- Shaughnessy. Shaughnessy. I think it's Shaughnessy. Shaughnessy. Okay. It is. Yeah. I pronounced that. There's a lot of extra letters in there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He is most well known as Maxwell she- Sheffield. Sheffield. Thank you. Mr. Sheffield. In The Nanny. Yes. Um, actually, the captain of the Alpha site is Mike Sheffield. I saw that. I actually <laughs> wrote that down. Um, he was also <laughs> Shane Andrew on Day of Our Lives. Oh. Uh, most recently, I remember him from The Magicians. I didn't see that. He, in real life, not in The Magicians, in real life, attended Eton College. Hmm. Fancy. Mm-hmm. Cambridge. Well, fancy, Double fancy. fancy. And while he was there, he was part of the infamous Footlights Club. So he's a super fancy he's man. He's a super fancy man. Nice. Um, he apparently moved to the U.S. to follow a girl. Oh, boy. It worked out. They got married. Oh, yay. That's um, always good. He, I would have loved to see him. He was King Arthur and Spamalot of Maine. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Nice. And even though it's not often used, he gets fancier. Oh, his official title, he is technically the rightful, the right honorable Lord Shaughnessy. So, you know, what's funny is I was about to ask, he always plays rich and rich people. He's, he's Does a, he come he's, from he's lines of... a legit, like, fancy, Lord. he's a legit Lord. <laughs> All I can think of, I've been watching a lot of Game of Thrones, is when he greets, <laughs> like, the Lord's kiss. Yes. <laughs> Well, that's how he went over the girl he chased into the States. That's what he did. By the way, spoilers, if you haven't seen the first half of, of season seven, just close your ears for about five seconds. I mean, John brought Danny into that cave, too. Yeah. I mean, again, the Lord's kiss. And he did bend the knee. <laughs> but I mean, so did she. I'm just Probably. saying. Probably. Probably. <laughs> so, Stargate. So we start in on Coulson Industries. Uh, Coulson is about to announce something big. 
mm-hmm. like world changing. Like governments have been hiding shit changing. Uh, and Israeli or like man he hired a nanny from Flushing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think CFO, I'm assuming CFO, yeah. uh, Brian is like, can we not? Seriously, can we not? Is um, he wearing leather suspenders? I wouldn't be surprised. I'm convinced that, <laughs> most importantly, in the whole episode, <laughs> are his suspenders leather. Like, how big of a douchebag is he? Pretty big. Yeah. Pretty they probably big. are. Uh, and Brian is just worried that this is going to ruin the company. It's going to lose him all the money in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but Colson Forge is ahead. There is a press conference waiting for him. Bum, bum, he bum. starts talking about how five months ago there was a great tragedy 2,000 people were killed when a meteor shower hit a carrier group in the Pacific. Um, He's here to challenge those facts. Mm. Cut to Daniel's lab where he's watching this and quickly shushes Sam as she comes in. Also, I love their SGC mugs. (laughs) Uh, Coulson says he doesn't know how many governments are involved in this, Mm -hmm. um, but the people are being lied to. Somebody knows something. It's a big conspiracy. Mm -hmm. He says he has proof of aliens. And that they have advanced technology. They've been interfering on Earth for quite some time. And if the governments don't release what they know in 24 hours, he'll do it for them. Yep. And Sam and Daniel are like, fuck? Question mark? Yeah. Yeah. They're not okay with this. Credits. Also, I love a Daniel Sam episode. Yes. Those two are trouble. They're trouble in the best way possible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the fun kind of trouble. With the capital T that rhymes with P and that stands for cool. <laughs> I hate that musical. Big, what is it? Big Trouble, River City. You got big, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. Big, big trouble. Capital T. I hate, <laughs> seriously, I hate music band. <laughs> Don't get me started. Aw. So the TV is on the briefing room, which is more of the TV. This TV is on in the briefing room on news more than all eight seasons previously put together. Well, because it's Jack is in charge. And it's now. like it's I feel like he just moved a TV into the room. But it's like the substitute teacher wheeling TV yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, well, that's the only one he could get his hands on. Yeah. He's like, I just want this to be, like he's wheeled the TV into every room, <laughs> and they all have cable, uh-huh. but only he knows how to switch it over. <laughs> So that when no one else is in the room, so you can watch The Simpsons. True. Yeah. True. That's what's going on. Um, so, Teal'c, uh, Daniel, and Sam are watching Inside Access, mm-hmm. Julia Donovan's show. Yeah. Who remember from uh, from the Prometheus incident. Yes. I feel like I would have loved for them to make even more fun of those topical news entertainment shows and called it, like... In, inside tonight, access entertainment. <laughs> well, I don't think it's an entertainment one. Yeah, we knew her I think show it's like was inside, inside edition. It's inside yeah. access. Yeah, but I feel like it's making fun of like oh, inside yeah. edition. Well, we'll get to their logo later. Bum, bum, bum. <clears throat> I have issues with it. So uh, Julie Donovan thankfully gives us a primer on Alec Colson mm-hmm. uh, since we've been living on another planet for the twenty years and don't know who he is. Right. Um, w- and we didn't know that he's forty-two. Uh, the answer, because anytime a writer puts 42 oh, sure. into something, it's done. They're like, this reasons. is it. And it's like, well, that's very kind. He's clearly <laughs> not that young. Uh, he's worth over $60 billion, and mm-hmm. he's Richard Branson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's number eight on the Fortune 500. Damn. So Jack comes up and turn, tells him to turn it off, and we mm-hmm. learn that Sam and Coulson have a past. Yeah. 
Uh, the, he you know, says that like it's a different kind of pass than it actually is. Well, I'm just going to say that, you know, they were just working on the multi-engine controls sure. for the F-302s. And I'm assuming from that tone that Jack had, listen, Sam was single at the time. Yeah. Colson was single at the time. Uh-huh. Both are super brilliant and both are super attractive. Sure. I mean math. Sure. Sure. Get it. But it's also coming from, consider the source. It's from Jack. Oh, I know. Jealous McJealous Pants. It's Jealous McJealous Pants. Yes, I'm just saying that I don't see it not happening. I'm not against it. I'm not against it. Not against it. So, anyway. It just shows you who Sam is. She's very authentically Sam. Because she has access to people like this. Oh, yeah. And she goes with Pete, the cop. This is true. Who eats hot dogs? It's, he does. Oh, no. What do they call them? Sausage, like... <laughs> sausage tubes. Uh, sausage tubes. You know, <laughs> Meat tubes. At the park. Um, <laughs> and Coulson is not a loony cult leader, like, or Elon Musk. People are believing him. Uh, yeah. And he, he owns satellites. He could have picked up pictures of all sorts of things in the yep. past couple of years. But even though he's been involved with SGC off-worldy things... It's all, he hasn't been told any information. He's gotten calls from the president before. He has gotten the national security talk many times, Mm -hmm. but he's been deemed, air quotes, a security risk. Huh. So he can't be A wild card, if you will. Total wild card. (laughs) So his father was a journalist who was jailed during the McCarthy era. Uh, So the whole freedom of information, freedom of speech, government transparency thing is like in his genes. It's just hardwired into him at this point. It's super important. So Sam and Daniel get the lucky task of going to convince him to not go public. Yeah. And without actually telling him anything, though. Yeah, that'll be fun. No problem. You know what, though? If anybody can solve that puzzle, it's those two. Oh, exactly. They're like, oh, cool. We're cut out for this. (laughs) So in Coulson's uh, office, uh, Brian and Coulson are prepping for the next step. Coulson is calm as a cucumber. Um, Brian is freaking the fuck out. Their stock has already dropped by a quarter. He feels they're going to have to start selling assets soon. Um, Coulson has no worries, given what they know. Like, trust me, the truth is always right, he says. Oh, the truth is out there. I watch a lot of (laughs) X-Files. He he, he clearly does. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brian fears what the mass hysteria and chaos this knowledge is going to create, which interestingly mirrors one of the lines that Sam says later in the episode as well. Yeah, I guess that's true. She specifically talks about the possible st- chaos. Yeah, especially like what would happen in other places. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's true. So Sam and Daniel are both showed in, both in very nice suits. Mm-hmm. Normally, I would think Sam is a pantsuits woman, part of Pantsuits Nation. Yeah. But I'm guessing she's like, look, I have to wear the uniforms all the time. I'm always in pants. Yeah. I got great legs. Well, here's the thing to play on your theory a little further. Oh, no. How they're both very attractive, yeah. and there might be some history there. She's like, I just want to remind him of what he's We're missing. I'm just going to remind you of my legs. Yeah, it just reminds you that they're here. Yeah, just in case. In case you forgot. You forgot that, that my, legs my legs were are here. here. And so is my ass. And they look good. Yes. I Sam knows her legs are good. Yeah. Sam's very proud of who she is. Oh, exactly. Completely. In every part of herself. She does squats for days. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so does Drake. Drakey boy squats for days. Drakey boy has learned a tangent. 
Yes. Has learned how to squat so that he can reach his face into the pool and pick out any poor unfortunate bug that may have gotten into the pool. Well, you know, those bugs need saving, even though they're already dead. Saving into his tummy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's just giving him a different death. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's he's also got an L.A. face and an Oakland booty. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sam, of course, is radiant, as always, Coulson says. And he's actually been a huge fan of Daniel for years. He loved the idea of pyramids as landing pads for alien ships. Daniel, Mm -hmm. like, that was a long time ago. This is how you know, though. This is the tell that this guy is a true, like, nerd's nerd believer, history buff. Because he's like... I know who you are. Uh-huh. You're Daniel Jackson. Yeah. Here's your resume. Well, it's also it's like, what have you been up to? She basically fell off the map. It's like you've that been too. Like, off. He's like, I've been around. It's like you've been off world somewhere. But that, I mean, think about it. Like even things that I follow that closely, I don't think I could give you a person's face or a name and be like, oh, right. I've read the article. But here's the thing. Did he know that these two people, even if he knew these two people were coming? Mm-hmm. Like, these are two people from completely opposite ends of his world who are now showing up together. He knows who Daniel is. Yeah. He knows what Daniel does and the research he does. And now this this anthropologist who had these crazy ideas about aliens who no one has heard anything published from him for years is showing up with Sam Carter. The fact that they're showing up is confirmation that that he's on the right track. (laughs) And, like, I like that they're not trying to hide it. No, they're like, look, yeah. (laughs) If they're nothing if not smart. Yeah. And they're like, we're not going to convince this guy that he's wrong. We're just not going to give you any more information. We just want you to don't tell anybody. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to confirm nor deny. Yeah. However, we're going to basically wink at you with the fact that we're both here. Yeah. There's clearly, clearly we're both here for a reason. Um. So down to business. Mm-hmm. We all in this room know the meteor shower was a sham, right? And he starts showing photos taken from a satellite of Gould ships, the Antarctica battle, Prometheus. Yeah. Sam shrugs is like, images can be faked. Photoshop works. This is where I'm, I'm going to shout out to my uh, my rhetoric teacher. Yeah. Who we're, I'm currently taking a visual rhetoric class uh-huh. where it's like literally the discussion is that even pictures don't tell one story. No. Everything has a a slant. Everything yeah. has a perspective and a view that it's trying to show you. Um, I, probably not smart enough to convince someone that their picture is lying. Yeah. But I bet you that my professor, the badass that she is, could. Well, it's 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 simple as simple as the fact of you can have a series of photographs of the exact same person, for mm-hmm. example, speaking at the exact same event, mm-hmm. but a single snapshot that are taken 30 seconds away from each other will capture different facial expressions. Yeah, or you crop it to a different spot. You yeah. change something out. That's what I mean. You and I could probably handle that picture, yeah. but this specific picture, <laughs> that is of the big leagues. That's PhD level rhetoric t- yeah. professor. I believe in you, Dr. Chin. Also, Photoshop. <laughs> That's always a good default. Yeah. That's, I mean, to me, I can Photoshop those photos. Yeah, I'm going to do it right now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so this isn't, he's like, look, I know you people can make photos seem like a fraud. That's not what we have. I'm just showing you my first card. Yeah. So, I'm not so dumb that I'm going to give everything away. Exactly. Sam and Daniel leave. Julie Donovan calls her immediately as soon as they walk out of the building. And, of course, Sam and Daniel rent a Mustang. Yeah. Of course. And it's red. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Sam booked it. 
I'm sure. Yeah. So she knows Sam, or Julia knows that Sam and a very nice looking young man, well dressed, walking uh-huh. to Coulson's office. Any official comments? I do love this. I love the idea that Julia, like, along with getting the story, I'm going to see if I can get some information on this guy. Uh-huh. Because who's that handsome young man? Oh, he, oh, that's right, because that was when Jonas was on. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was when so Jonas like, was around. This, who's this guy? <laughs> tell me, uh, tell me about you. Like, this is all great, and I want to get the more. scoop on the story, but uh, what about the bro in the, uh, you know, handsome guy in the glasses? Yeah. It's totally her type. Oh, 100%. I mean, whose type is he not? Yeah, I mean, come on. But, yeah. I mean, I would. I would be like, hey, I'm calling you for a work thing. I'm super only calling you for a work thing. But before I let you go, who's that guy in the car with you? No big deal. No worries. Just Just, curious. Just just curious about the guy in the car. Can I know? So (laughs) Sam Sam reminds her of her NDA. And Julia reminds her that part of that NDA deal was that she gets the first, like, first dibs on any break. Yeah. Meanwhile, first dibs on things. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm not going to let this go. I'm sorry. Meanwhile, Daniel has 13 messages from Emmett Bregman. Yikes. From the one who yeah, did yeah, the yeah. documentary. <laughs> so back inside Colson Industries, which, fun fact, uh-huh. is a redressed part of the Blade Trinity set. Oh. Which is actually Atlantis took over. Oh, so it is. Yeah, like it's literally part of the Atlantis set. That is fucking genius work that these guys do. Set directors get all the mad props. Yes, yo are amazing. Fucking love set directors. I love that it looks a little bit to me like um, Deep Cut. Yeah. The Monterey Bay Aquarium. Okay. There's a lot of these like half levels. Sure. And then glass. You know my only reference to the Monterey Bay Aquarium Oh, yeah. It's Star Trek Four. That's right. Literally my only knowledge of it. <laughs> it feels like a museum or okay, like yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the hanging plane. So at the Monterey Bay Aquarium where the hanging plane is, there's a giant there's hanging whale. whales. Yeah. I saw that in a movie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I couldn't remember how long they've been there. But I guess the movie probably came out when I was little, and I remember going to in was kindergarten. In yeah, yeah, when I was in kindergarten, I went, and there was the whale was always I think there. it's 84. I think it was the year I was born. They were probably just installed. Um, I would have gone in 88. Math. Was, the math is hard. So... Uh, the people at Colson Industries are actually a bit worried, mm-hmm. um, but he tells them not to be. Uh, he's got everything covered. He's done all their contingency plans, their security for everyone, security for their families. Colson is full stream ahead. Like, no matter what his people, like, it sounds like no one else in the company wants to do this. Mm-hmm. No one can convince him because it's his company and he does what he wants. Yeah. Um, yeah. At he's the like, day, it's his shit. He's like, what are they going to do? Have me killed? Um, actually, well, let's not think about that too hard, but yeah. <laughs> and our team is gathered in the briefing room to watch the press conference. Daniel points out that he did find out that uh, a lot of the technology um, that that Coulson deals with for the government is stuff that was procured off-world or came from off-world sources and stuff. Yeah. Hey, we gave him the lead. So he very well could have something more than just photos. Yeah. Uh, since the government makes a big deal about governments only giving him... or. As he starts the presentation, he's like, the governments have given me only silence in my mm-hmm. demands for that they come clean. He has no choice but to present what evidence he has. Seeing is believing, and he gestures to his door in the back of the room. It oh, opens. Oh, no. I don't like this part. And out walks what might be the most frightened 
sad looking Asgard. This part makes me really sad. We've ever seen. It's very E.T. He's very E.T. He's like flinching with the flashes. Yeah, he's very scared. He's very sad to be there. I yeah. don't like it at all. It makes him seem like a monster. He's full Dobby. Yeah. Um, and Jack's I like, think, in fact, I wrote that. I was like, Coulson is a monster. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Jack's like, well, that is something. Yeah. It is definitely a something. So Sam gets off the phone in Daniel's office. Um, Thor doesn't know that there's any Asgard on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, but what if it wasn't really an Asgard? Again, it, I love the Daniel Sam moments. Yes, where it's they're a like, great team. You know what I want? I want them two to do like psychedelic drugs together. <laughs> In fact, I want to do psychedelic drugs with them because the places their minds can go oh is insane what if i feel like i just i don't know i think we would end up in a different dimension probably purely with our brains probably yeah so i super want to do drugs with sam and daniel that's the moral of this story so it looked like an asgard Mm -hmm. but it didn't sound like an asgard it didn't say anything actually Mm, that's true and colson wrapped things up without taking any questions from anyone um so no Asgard would just allow themselves to be paraded around like that. Sure. And Sam's pretty sure that Coulson is not one who would put on a hoax either. Yeah. Um, so the mystery deepens. Hmm. In Coulson's office, we learn that all the networks want interviews with the Asgard. Yeah. But that's not going to happen because this Asgard can't talk. And they can't make him talk. And the alien intelligence doesn't have any intelligence. Oh, poor little guy. I know. It makes me really sad. I know. Uh, there isn't... They, I mean, they're not really sure this is an alien, actually, in the end of the day, because all they did is they got some DNA from the DOD, and that's all they know. They cloned a thing, and it's like this aberration. Like, Life it's just finds this- a way. It makes you really uncomfortable. It makes you super uncomfortable. So Colson's plans basically at this point just keep raising questions, keep raising questions until the burden of proof is put on to Washington. Mm -hmm. Um, They basically lit the fire and they're just sitting back and watching the world burn. Yeah, not okay. Super not cool. We do know the moral of the story and see the never ending question of who started the fire, though. Well, we didn't start it. It was I mean, always burning. Well, Coulson started it. Since it's been burning. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Coulson at the SGC, started the fire. Um, they figure out why Coulson's Asgard was so quiet. Hmm. He's a clone. I remember, all the Asgards are clones. Yep. Um, so Asgard DNA are programmed to grow to maturity in three months, but they're an empty shell. Um, until they have a transfer, uh, a consciousness transferred into them. They're, they're nothing. They're, they're literally blank. Yep. Um, so it's most likely it took Coulson forever just to teach this Asgard how to walk. Even. So it's just an Asgard shell right now. Yeah. It's, yeah. it is the candy coating. Uh, and they no haven't, they just haven't put the chocolate center in the center. Got of it. The, Got of it. The there's, there's no M. Tootsie in the Tootsie Pop. <laughs> Well, the Pentagon wants the SGC to put a stop to whatever this is, so they're calling in a marker. (laughs) Calling in a marker. And then right not on cue, Thor beams in. So I've imagined an entire series Uh with Thor. Now, I started first, and the scene, I was like, imagine just there's an Asgard who just loves theater, and like his... 
He wants to be an actor. <laughs> but there's this problem with just timing. They don't understand timing. No, they don't. They don't understand human timing. They're not human. And then we watch it again later. <laughs> like, I will get to it when we get to the later. Okay. But just imagine that thought right now. An Asgard who just loves the theater. I am right now in my head, like, seeing Patrick Stewart. Uh-huh. And, like, it's like Pat- Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen, and Waiting for Godot. Uh-huh. But then there's just also an Asgard. Yep. As this third made-up character sure. in Waiting for Godot. It's absolutely right. It doesn't exist, but the Asgard made it. Yep. Oh, it's there. And there's just long pauses. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm for it. Um, also, what's the alien on American Dad? Roger. Roger? Yes. That is definitely an Asgard. Yes. He is... 100% Roger's yeah. an Asgard. Yeah. He is a... <laughs> An Asgard who was brought up watching too much Golden Girls. Yeah, that works. <laughs> I mean, the television the television signals went somewhere in yeah. the galaxy. <laughs> it's true. So some flunky runs into Coulson's office. Everything has disappeared. Yeah. Not like someone broken. stole it. It's like it was beamed away, including the Asgard. <laughs> Yikes. So Coulson has a decoy car, <laughs> and he's going to fly on his plane to Washington. I'm assuming he's actually piloting it, too, because oh, it's him. Oh, of course he is, yeah. That's so, why he's not as... Well, spoilers. Yeah. So Sam is in her dress blues, getting ready to go on inside access reluctantly. Mm-hmm. And it's not the it's not the lights or the camera that has her nervous. She actually really doesn't want to discredit Coulson. Right. She's been ordered to, but she doesn't like it. She respects his work. Yeah. She's she's like, he's not a liar. I know that he's not a liar. Exactly. I know things. But I have to bring him down because of duty. Yeah. She's full paladin. She is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I made mine into not a paladin. Uh-huh. But if you're actually going to make Sam she's as a, a D&D character, she is a paladin. Yeah. For sure. Same. Yeah. Agreed. So... They start the show, and Sam's like, I mean, if aliens existed, we'd know about them. I do, and yeah. I do love how Julia tries to bait her at first, like, hey, if you don't want to tell that story. I mean, you can tell any story you want. You can tell any of the stories that you like. And, and Sam's like, look, Hollywood has been helping us see aliens on television for years. So this is when it comes back. Yeah, okay. Imagine our Asgard. Our Thor, uh-huh. whose dream has always been to be a Hollywood starlet. Yes. He's like, this is my big ass <laughs> moment. This is it for him. So that is my new show. Okay. Is Thor in Hollywood. It's kind of like Joey, only better. Okay. I can or see like, that. what's another show where they're basically trying to break in and they never do because they're bad at it. Um, I guess that would be it. Barry. <laughs> Barry. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Shit. He's Barry. Just, he's just an assassin. I on like the side. it. Well, I feel like, you know, then we get another one where it's like an Asgard trying to break it into like stand up comedy. Bojack Horseman. <laughs> That's all I'm done. Okay. I'm in a weird mood today. Colson and, and Brian, because you were a bear all day yesterday. I'm in a, uh, it was a bear all day, and then I drank gin. <laughs> so, Colson and Brian are watching this on their car TV. Um, and Colson's like, well, she's not actually lying no. in any way. 
No, she's good. Sam starts showing off some advanced methods for realistic 3D imaging, and she creates a hologram, quotation marks, of Thor. Mm -hmm. In the car, they're like, fuck you. Yeah. Yep. Next to Sam. So basically, to the people who know, Uh she's like, look, you're right. Yeah. And no one will ever believe Uh your rightness. God, that's got to feel like shit. (laughs) Next to Sam, Thor speaks. He looks real, but don't worry. He's just a hologram. Again, he's like, this is my moment. And she's like my favorite. You'll probably be seeing this technology on theme park rides real soon. Let's take a second and remember that. Theme park rides. Uh Uh-huh. The show is trying to give us clues that it is coming. MGM, we're talking to you. It's only how many years later? Set it up. I am waiting. I will test ride your rights. In in the car, they're like, ooh, she's good. Mm-hmm. She is. Yeah. After the good. show, not quite the actress. Ex- not quite the exclusive Julie was hoping for, but it'll do. Mm-hmm. Um and she's like, How Sam, how'd you do that? That was really cool. How'd you do that? And Sam's like, What? Magic. Nothing. Uh, she, by the way, how's your friend, the guy? You know, just super wondering. Yeah. No, no, no reason. See, so he didn't come with you today. He's not here. Is he taller than you? How how tall is he? His eyes are blue, right? <laughs> blue, blue eyes. So she's handed. Uh, uh, Julie's <laughs> handed a paper. Um, and ten minutes ago, Coulson's private plane was forced into an emergency landing after almost crashing on takeoff. Yikes. Ooh, that hits a little hard right now. Yeah. Uh, Julia rushes to air, and we learn that Colson's wife and daughter actually died in a plane crash when he was 24, which is Jeez. why he started the aviation company. He married young. On a side note, seriously, the I in Inside Axis is an exclamation point. <laughs> Let me say that again. The I in Inside is an exclamation point. That's bad. No. It's Don't ever do that to a logo. I will never take your logo seriously if no. you make the well, eye like, exclamation. Wait, you're supposed to be a news, serious news thing, right? Yeah, that's not. No, they're like, basically, yeah. Like, Inside Access doesn't even do that shit. They're entertainment tonighting it. Yeah, it's just a, it's just, mm, don't yeah. do that. Ever. E- don't. You can put one after the logo. I don't like it, but I'll accept it. I will only take it... Take comfort in the fact that they were making fun of these shows and they purposely made a bad logo. That's my theory. Anyway, so Coulson calls Sam's cell phone. Don't worry about how she got... He got her number. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apparently, just everyone can get Sam's they number. Can. Um, don't they, worry about it. She's like, I don't know how everybody has my number. And it's like, dude, you're literally listed in the phone book. The one that nobody ever goes to, you're listed in it. So they they do know the plane had been tampered with. And Sam's. she's like, any ideas, Sam? Hmm. He doesn't actually believe it was Sam, right? but he wouldn't be surprised if it was someone else in the government doing it right as Sam was discrediting him as cover. Right. Uh, but he's not going to be stopped one way or the other. The world will know the truth. Jack's the truth is out there. Back in his dress blues. Hmm. Always a good thing. Yeah. Thinking real hard. Maybe the Asgard should get the president a hyperdrive for Prometheus. Hmm. Front like just a present. <laughs> it's a gift. You know, just for you it's know an olive branch. Yeah, good good times. Sam comes in wondering if anyone had any ideas on who downed Colson's plane. And Daniel's like, look, they probably don't just have photos. 
as we suspected, but they might also have bits of downed Gould ship that sank in the Pacific because in a roundabout way, somehow through financing, they own some of the companies that helped do salvage. Yeah. And Sam's starting to think at some point, like, we can't just keep discrediting Coulson. Because he's not lying. He's not lying. He, she's she's finally getting to the point where she doesn't know how much longer they can keep this thing secret because this is huge. There's so many people now who know about this. Yep. This is not just a small little department right. inside the Air Force why, why are we keeping this one guy out and working so hard to, yeah. against him when he could be an asset? Uh, and what if we told the truth? Just to Coulson. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we have to lose at this point? He already knows most things. Right. And show him why it's so important to keep this secret. And yeah. At some point, you have to give a little to get to the proper end goal. Yeah. And so at some point, you go, yes, you're right. You got me here. But here's why. We're Unfortunately, it would have failed on Sam if not for the default miserable ending at the end. Jeez. Yeah. So yeah. Thor's about to meet with the and Jack is about to meet with the president in uh, about five minutes. Mm-hmm. He'll mention it. And Thor and Jack beans up to Thor's ship. Yeah. In Coulson's office, he wants to go live with everything they have that afternoon. And just then, he's beamed up. Hmm. And he's beamed back down to the briefing room with Thor. <laughs> who, he's like, what the... F-? As freaked out yeah. as any of us would be. Yeah. But how awesome, though, also for the guy. Yeah. The guy who's been like, there's something happening. Mm-hmm. There's something happening. Oh, shit. How is this happening? Yes, I love it. He's introduced to Thor, uh, and the the clone that Coulson grew uh, will become a new host to an Asgard consciousness. That makes me very happy, and I'm glad yeah. that they addressed this, that it's not just some yeah. open-ended thing. 100%. Because I felt really bad for that guy. I know. You're, just, <laughs> I'm I know. a little weird. Uh, I felt bad for the Hydra. <laughs> That we were fighting. <laughs> it was chained there. That was killing. It was chained there. It wasn't there because it wanted to be. I know, but then we killed it. But I wanted to save it. Uh, yeah, we, we were going to kill it. I know. Yeah. All right, I'm done. At that point, it was death from self-defense. From a chained creature. But yes. Well. I will say that I did not hit the Hydra once. You did not. The end. I did. Yes. And I'm proud of you for doing so. Um, so Sam wants to show Coulson something. Mm-hmm. And the blast window rises. We call it a Stargate. So what would you do? What would you do? You believe this thing's out there? You've, you've wondered about it? Ask if I can, we can go somewhere. Can I touch it? Yeah. Yeah. Can I lick it? Yeah. So in the VIP quarters, um, Coulson is reassuring Brian over the phone that he's fine. He'll be back in a few days. And Soldier Sam walks in and Coulson gets a jumpsuit as well. Yeah, I do love a Soldier Sam look. He's and, like, hey, I haven't seen this. It's hot. <laughs> you want to wear that? Like, and he's yeah. um, in the but gate just, room. But not the pants. <laughs> Stay. <laughs> It's a jumpsuit. Yeah. They head to the Alpha site. It's just 640 light years away or so. Huh. Don't worry. Not they fun. arrive. More introductions to uh, Sheffield. Yeah, I do love the Sheffield thing. I think they did it on purpose. Oh, 100%. This is Sheffield. 100%. Uh-huh. Um, this this new alpha site is more inside a mountain like the SGC is since the last one got fucked real I, good. I will say it is a bit of a bummer. He gets to go off world. Yeah. But he doesn't go to like, remember that yellow planet from season one? <laughs> no one wants to go to that yellow planet. Sure. But like, 
Or even where the knocks live or some other crazy place where you're like, where the fuck am I? No, he has to go to like an underground hole that looks just like an... It's safe there. I know, but it's like, I feel like they're joshing me. We're (laughs) we're in like Minnesota. Yeah. Like we're just in another underground facility. Up in Minnesota, eh? Yeah. (laughs) So they go through the next door and it's a hangar and the F-302 is there. And piece, like pieces, he made parts of this. Part mm. of his company did, um, and and the parts they made allow the ship enter the atmosphere and re-enter it. Um, and yeah, we use these to save the Earth. A couple yeah, months basically, ago. congratulations, you helped save the Earth. Do you want to go for a ride? Yeah, you've earned a ride. You saved the world. You earned a ride. Back in the office, Brian is talk- taking all the evidence they have, duplicating and storing in a second location, and then he gets a fishy phone call. Not suspicious at all. No. You know, I feel like we should have known. Again, when he had the leather suspenders. That's never a good thing. Nobody good wears leather suspenders. No. At the alpha site, Colson and like, Sam... not to the office. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'm it's just later. Uh, go for a joyride. It looks like all sorts of fun. He wonders how they keep all this a secret. And Sam thinks of all the fear and the chaos that might... Yep. Knowledge of this might cause. Mm-hmm. Um, Coulson, well, and in fact, it has caused in yeah. some of our other planets. And that's what she gets to later. Yeah. Colson's like, what about the greater meaning it would bring to people? Yeah. And Sam's like, look, this is not all fun toys and gray aliens. There's some serious shit out there, and you haven't seen it. Yep. Like, if you, and, and the, the analogy comes up of if you would cancer, would you want to know when you were about to die, or would you want to leave your last days in blissful ignorance? That's a good question. It's a super good question. I'd want to know. I'm on his board. I'd want to know, and try to do something about it and if I couldn't do something about it then like you know I want to go out on my own will yeah Yeah. I want to go out eating a shit ton of ice cream Uh and a cheesecake yeah and hanging out with the people I love and just saying fuck all to everything I don't yeah and I you know I'm one of those who if I knew the end was coming I'd probably want to end it before you get to those last few shitty days I want to go out on my like just (laughs) like uh, spoilers Jorah with the grayscale. Uh-huh. If it gets to that point, I'll take care of it yeah. before it gets there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so now Colson gets his turn at flying and clearly knows how to as they do a barrel roll. Uh, and he puts it into a steep nosedive. Why does he do this part? This is a little dickish. It is dickish. But you and you, you get why he did it in the next scene. Not saying it makes sense, but you get why. So Sam right. is really pissed and annoyed and eventually takes the controls over, pulls them back up, skims the top of the trees. Joyride is over. Yeah. They head back to the hangar. Sam is pissed at what he did, but Coulson had a point to make. Mm-hmm. He's like... This isn't a joyride. Right. This is life and death. And it wasn't fun feeling out of control. It wasn't fun having someone else drive your life, you know, drive with your life in their hands. Um, Yeah. And nothing is going to prevent me from telling the world about what I know. He's not wrong. It makes me mad, though. I know. Why you got to do that? Yeah. He was never, it's the thing, he was never going to crash. He was in perfect control. He was testing out the controls where he did the barrel roll. You know why it makes me mad? Because Sam's the one person on his side. Yes. And it's like, Sam's not the one you do this to. She's the one person who's like, Hey, I'm trying to have your back here. I'm being the middleman. But to him, anyone who is trying to stop him from doing this, because this, he sees no other option, you know? Yeah, that's true. If, if anything, 
if anything, this proves to him that he has to reveal this even more. Okay. Yeah. So her her thought of, oh, if we tell him the actual truth, he'll see why he has to keep this a secret. There's a reason why the na- like all the national security is like, we can't trust him with the secret. Right. He's a wild card. He's a wild card. He's not going to keep it. Yeah. And Sam thought she knew better. She yeah. was wrong. Yep. She clearly. Yeah. And that part sucks. Yeah. She just trusts too much, which is not necessarily a bad thing. No. So back in the alpha site gate room, Sam explains more to Coulson that there is a group of businessmen who found all this out six years ago by rogue elements of the NID, uh, and then we can't take them down. They're too highly connected. Former Vice President Kinsey... Oh, boy. uh, ...is linked to them. Oh, boy. Instead of going public, they want this to stand aground. They want this to keep secret because they can try to control the alien technology. Right, from the inside. So if anyone was trying to kill you, it was them, not the government. Yep. And they sit down and Coulson tells a story of why he vowed to make flight safety as safety as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, With with his wife and his daughter dying in in the plane crash... And and Coulson knows in all of this sci-fi intergalactic stuff that there are bad guys out there. Mm-hmm. This is not all fun and games, but he has to believe in humanity at the end of the day. That the knowledge of this could bring the planet together. So here's what I wrote down. Yeah. And I don't have an answer. Is he over-idealistic? He, I think 100% he is over-idealistic. I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing. Okay. Um, I don't always think that that hoping or believing in something that much is necessarily a bad thing. It's just when you're blindly over-idealistic. Yeah, because I think that's... I think Sam's seen enough to be like, idealism isn't going to work here. She's like I've, I've. She's not a cynic, but she's like I'm done trying to to convert. Well, she's also seen on other planets when the Stargate is secret and when that secret gets out. She's seen firsthand right. how this knowledge of the Stargate has fractured. Planets. Yeah. Well, and I feel like I remember a time when Sam was idealistic. Yeah. And she's like, it just doesn't work that way. I don't think Sam has any less hope for humanity and belief that the world would come together. Mm-hmm. But to her, that risk yeah. that things may not turn out that way is it's not, not worth. worth yeah. doing it. I'll see. I feel that. Um, I feel that. And it doesn't convince Coulson at all. The, yeah. To him, a truth of this magnitude um, about the nature of human existence, even if it leads the planet to destruction, mm-hmm. maybe we deserve it at that point. Fuck. If, not, if, if this doesn't bring the world together and unite us, then we maybe... We don't deserve to. Yeah. Damn, that's tough. It is. But that's a man who's living by his his. He leads by his code. Yeah, that's he's not fucking with it. Nope. So I'll give him credit there. Yeah, that is someone who truly is doing things because he believes in it and not because of yep. an alternative motive. Yep. So when they get back to Earth in the briefing room, they're watching more news than this episode has ever watched. <laughs> I didn't even know they watched news. Julia Donovan is talking about how investigators think Coulson created the hoax of the Asgard 
to divert attention from their corporate financial problems. Dun, dun, dun. Coulson comes in halfway through this and is like, what the fuck? What financial problems? <laughs> Daniel breaks the news that the president has halted trading on the markets, which if the president does that, you know shit's bad. Yeah, that doesn't happen just no. because. <laughs> Coulson Industries stock is down 80%. And the Dow is down. Time to buy. Over 500 <laughs> on the whole. Uh, and the SEC is investigating Colson for securities fraud. Fuck. Colson's pretty sure he's being set up. Securities fraud, just because it's confusing with names, yeah. is basically just sort of stock or investment fraud. It's just lying to investors to get them to buy or sell it. Right, yeah. right. So back in the offices, Brian is drunk by of the time Colson shows up and, mm. and Sam is with him. Um, and, and Brian's like, look, this isn't my fault. Except it's my He's fault. He's like, you wouldn't listen. You wouldn't stop. You wouldn't, like, you just were full speeding ahead on your own damn crusade. That's always a sign of a broken mind, of an unsound mind, where yeah. it's like, you made me do something. Yeah. Whatever it is, no matter what. It's like, no, no, no. That's not sane thinking. So Colson goes on, well, eh, at this point, it's not. You find out it's a little bit more than that. Yeah. He had his hand... He, his back was kind of up against a wall. Yeah, but just this, this thought process, anytime the conversation is like, you made me do yeah. this, it's yeah. just not... It's red flags. Yeah. It's red flag city. He, Nobody makes you do anything. He says that Colson was always just going on adventures and wasn't around the office day to day and just mm -hmm. assumed Brian would make everything work. Yeah. And yes, he doctored the books. Who knows how badly he actually doctored them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they were overextended. I do kind of get the idea that Colson never really saw the full picture of what the financials of his company right. was. He was, again, he was someone who had all the big ideas. Yeah. I'm not saying he's perfectly in the oh, right no. and never did anything wrong. I yeah. just get the feeling the way that this plays out in this scene that he didn't have to doctor the books too much. Right. You right. know, they were overextended. They were about to possibly collapse. Um, and all they were going on was the price of the stocks. Mm -hmm. And Brian is the one who told the SEC everything. Fuck. Yeah. And he was pressured to do so by the trust. All he knows is they are very powerful. Mm -hmm. They're extremely threatening. They probably threatened his family. Yeah. Um, and they think they are protecting the planet from the issue that Washington created. Oh, boy. And, yeah, they might both go to jail, but at least Brian's family is going to be safe, which is really all Brian cares about. I mean, point. I guess you can see that point. Yeah. I can see that point. And that's what I mean. Like, he did a really shitty thing, but to Brian, at least, in his point of view, there was nothing else what to else do. What else could he do? Yeah. Um, and this isn't a recent thing. It didn't just, didn't just happen in the past couple days or the past week. The trust got to Brian six months ago. Fuck. Brian has been setting things in motion for months. And he somehow got, you know, he, they knew that Colson wanted to come clean with everything months ago. And Brian has even had Colson sign financial statements that are, Damn. that are false without Colson's knowledge. So there's, it's, that's on Colson too. Like, yeah, you he didn't look, know what you're doing. When he trusted him. He's it's, known him for I, years, and yeah. he built the company with him. Yeah, fuck, that sucks. So Colson can't believe that there's something they... He, there's got to be something they can do to take the trust down. It mm -hmm. seems like, look, they're above the law at this point. Yeah. We've tried they're multiple times. They're outside the law. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and Coulson's like, we have to try again. And Brian is just a broken man on the couch at this point. It's so back at the SGC, Sam. Poor Brian is leather suspenders. I know. At this point, I feel like I've made it up. But I'm okay with it. So back at the SGC, Sam says that Brian has agreed to wear a wire at their next meeting with the trust. Um, and they're hoping to actually flip that contact into a bigger fish. Agent Barrett's working on the case. Yep. Um, they'd have to have a perfect series of events happen in order to save Coulson's public image or his company in any way. Mm. But Brian's family's been taking... It's taken a PR in, nightmare. It's a PR <laughs> nightmare. Brian's family's been taken into protective custody, and the big secret is safe, again, for the time being-ish. Um, always, always that way with our always team. ish, always ish. Uh, and Sam, you know, Sam doesn't know. Colson believes so strongly in this that he's not. She doesn't see him staying quiet for long. And the the phone call comes at Jack's phone. Mm-hmm. They found Brian dead in his bathroom. Fuck. So back in Colson's office, Sam comes to find Colson with a gun in his hand. Don't do it, bud. He blames himself for Brian's death. Nothing can convince him otherwise. Yeah. Colson's life is done. Like, his company is gone. There's no hope that he can see to stay out of jail to save out of not just financial ruin, but like the ruin of everything he's worked for sort of in his ideals and in his... His entire legacy is going to be tarnished, retrospect, yeah. from a thing that he didn't do. Yeah. So, a couple things. Do we think the trust killed Brian? I would not be outside the realms at all. It's tough. And I feel like people in those in a dire situation can have thoughts and ideologies yeah. of things that suck. Um, but I, in the situation, I feel like the trust... I think the trust did because Brian seemed very um, resigned to the fact that he he would have been fine sacrificing going to jail to yeah. keep his family safe. Yeah. Um, so that part to me sucks. Yeah. That just fucking blows. Yeah. Um, but there is a little bit of hope. Apparently yeah. Congress is looking to essentially bail out Colson Industries. Um, huh. And so the company and the employees are going to survive. Just not with Colson. Which is important. It is. It is. There's, I mean, a lot of people depending on depend these on that. You know, it's funny. We don't think about that stuff all the time. And I was thinking about it recently. It's like, you know, the companies we work for, the things we work for, we want to be mad. Sometimes it's like easy to just be pissed. But sometimes they're just like, how many, how do we, what's the best move to keep as many people employed? As yeah. Take out the people who actually did the shitty things. Yeah. Um, and then, then save the people who are innocent bystanders. Right. Uh, instead of going to jail though, Sam has an idea. You can still make a difference. Sam is here to give Colson that choice, that chance. Bum, Colson's like, you can't just make indictments disappear. She's like, no, but I can make you disappear. Yeah. <laughs> I can do magic. He's like, there's no one on earth you can hi- that I can hide. She's like, look, I wouldn't be here if I didn't already have approval to offer you this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the president isn't really sorry that you were discredited in any way, shape, or form. Um, but you can still make a difference to, you know, the fight for Earth. Yeah. Um, he who fights and runs away lives to fight another day. Yeah. And no one will ever know. Yep. And Sam's like, welcome to my world. Ta-da! How do you think Sam pitched this? That 
just pointing out how how brilliant of a mind he is. He is he is listen, he may not be the best businessman, but yeah. he is a brilliant engineer. Yeah. And a brilliant thought person. He's too valuable. He's a thinky person. Yeah. He might know a thing or two about exploding suns. Yeah. He may be able to think about exploding suns. Mm-hmm. And who else to vouch than the one woman who's exploded a sun? Exactly. Fuck. This one was fun. I feel like it ends on a downer. It does. It's a bit of a bummer, but it's a good episode. It's a good episode. I don't know... I don't know if this one goes on my top five, though. I don't see where it would. Yeah. Because it doesn't beat Icon for me. Okay. So I have Lockdown is my last one, which yeah. is the letter, right? Yes. Um, Icon is the one. Is the World War II. Is, oh, right. Um, and then Affinity is a is the Tilk one. Yes. Um Avatar is the game. It's the game. game one. Yeah, and then New Order is New Order. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think it makes a list. Dang. No. It was fun, though. So, <laughs> next up is Stargate Atlantis Underground. Uh, but wait, what? How do we go underground on Atlantis? We go underground. Underwater. Where the fish don't stink. <laughs> Just, that's a song. I know it is. Fish don't stink. <laughs> Underwater, the fish don't stink. <laughs> oh my. All I know is I'm really excited because the next episode, one of the guest stars is Cole Meany, and I love any Stargate actor who comes over to Atlantis. Oh, do I know this person? Do you have you seen Deep Space Nine? Yes. He's the Irish engineer. Oh, I do know that one. I love him so much. And he's married to the lady who we see for like two seasons uh-huh. and then she disappears uh-huh. randomly. <laughs> yes. I have seen this one. I love Colmini and like I everything like- he's in. Awesome. Kaylee I'm in. does too. I'm ready. Guys, thanks for sitting through. Sorry it was such a bummer, but. <laughs> it's a bummer if episode. It, if it makes you feel better, I'm a bear. You're a, <laughs> I'm a bear. I'm a bear. You're a bear. I'm a bear. I'm a bear. It was a little bit Rock Me Amadeus, a little bit just See, and I drank two energy drinks. And what's fun is that we completely didn't include the story where you turned into a rat and then I made you invisible. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I made you an invisible Either why? Rat. Because I forgot to make a rat song. You didn't make a rat song. Oh. You were too busy scampering around. I was scampering. But I could make you an invisible bear. I will say. <laughs> I did I did sniffer very well as you a did rat. sniffer um, we'll see you guys next week with underground uh, and other crazy animals <laughs> um, until then you can find us on Twitter at Tara Podcast find us at Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara you can email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com with hints and suggestions for dandy yeah no seriously and uh, patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Tara where I will be <sighs> Um, I, I, I haven't decided where I'm going to post them yet because it's kind of a weird thing to post on our Twitter, but I think maybe on the Patreon I might post a wedding photo. Oh. Because I got those. If nothing else, one of the cool table settings. Well, I was just, there's that really cool photo of the two of us. I do like that one. That's our team shot. It is our team shot. I'm good with it. We have a podcast team shot that we took at the wedding. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm a bear.